Welcome to Turn Up, Turn Down. This is John Potts. This is Eric Torres. Thank you guys for listening. Today, we are answering a question that gets brought up all the time in the studio, in conversation, everything regarding music. What is a producer? This is something that will tie into a lot of what we're going to do on this podcast, so we thought it would be a great idea to tackle it right out of the gate. Let's do it. Hey, Eric, what's a producer? It's a great question. Producer is many things. I think the most basic answer is a producer is someone who produces music, someone who makes music, someone that can make music. And also the more explained answer, I think, is someone that helps an artist present their music to the world in the best way possible. Right. When you say it's more than that, I think what you're getting at is that it you know, across genres, across situations, full band, solo artists, that kind of stuff, it, it's not always the same thing. But in general, I would 100% agree that as a, somebody who produces music, achieves a vision, presents that music to the masses. Definitely. How do you think that changes genre to genre? It changes a lot. I think it's pretty drastically different genre to genre. Um, let's take hip-hop, for example. The producer is making the entire track. Everything you hear, usually other than the vocal, is something he or she has done, programmed, recorded. Sometimes they do hire musicians. Um, There's plenty of producers that do that as well. But for the most part, it's just a track that they have put together, and that's a producer. They also have vocal producers and that kind of thing that work with singers. Um, But yeah, they do. They kind of just do everything. Do you feel like a hip-hop producer blurs the line between a producer, an engineer, and a musician more than other genres? Absolutely. Maybe maybe even not more so, but it definitely they definitely do. They're making the they're making the beats, they get the percussion, they're doing the melody lines on the synths, that that kind of thing. It's it's certainly creating in a different way than, say, like a, a rock producer or pop or, or any producer that's working with a full band. I guess it could be a lot of genres. So how do you think that changes from a hip-hop setting as a producer to something more like a band rock setting? Well, you're you're definitely wearing a, a different hat there. Uh, you know, whereas, the like you said, the hip-hop producer is sort of creating a track from scratch. You know, a, a rock producer is work, or anybody that works with a full band is coming into something that has already been created, and then they're refining it. Right. The song has been written, the guitar player's worked out his parts, the bass player, drummer, all that stuff is, in their minds, finished. You've, you've <laughs> got to convince them that it's not, <laughs> and, then, and how to get get from where they've gotten to, which you know probably is pretty good, and take it over the top. What, what's going to make this the best version of this song? Can I interject there? Absolutely. A huge thing, It's uh, there's people right now blowing up and it's it's staying out of the way you yeah. know really like when you have that magic artist that's a phenomenal singer and they have that band and it's like man just do you just get out of the way and it's like the unproducer <laughs> producer sure you know, like i don't want my fingerprints on this thing i'll i'll just kind of tap it you know in make sure it stays in that lane but you guys go you you're already you got it the 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 transition there is 
probably from more of a producer who's refining a song as far as arrangement or parts or whatever and becoming to somebody who's more refining a vibe. This song is awesome. It doesn't need anything. How do I record it to present it in a cool way? Does this need some cool, like, I don't know, roomy drums or would it sound better real tight and close? That kind of thing is where the producer is kind of shepherding that. What yeah. what would have the biggest impact? As different as that is to hip-hop, I think it's the same difference between that and working with a solo artist like country or, yeah. you know, singer-songwriter that you probably work more with than I do. Yes. In being in Nashville, you have a lot, obviously, a lot of country. And those are a lot of solo artists. Um, and that just becomes a totally different animal because you are supplying everything to the artist to record. Um, a lot of times you are writing with writing songs with them, critiquing their songs, um, finding songs, because this is a song town. There's tons of songs with publishers. So you take meetings and find perfect songs for this artist. Then you decide you're going to record. So you then are booking the studio. You're booking the band. You are dealing with everyone's schedules. You're still still writing in that process sometimes. You're booking cartage. You can be booking catering. You can be booking uh, other engineers, you know, assistant engineers, second engineers, studio time after. You're booking mastering. Um, you're kind of book. All that falls on your shoulders as a producer. You know, a, lo- a lot of that is is pretty different. I mean, in you know any producer context, getting the session running is, is a main component of it. Sure. Like you said, getting catering. Um, and then afterwards, maybe booking the mastering, the mixer, or whoever's going to do the project. Right. But there, whereas a rock producer would take a song, and the people he's working with are the band, he doesn't have to book anything outside of a studio, right? And maybe whatever they're going to eat for lunch, true. Um, and then convince the artist to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a producer in the world of people that work with session musicians and mm-hmm. all that. There's just cartage, like you said. There's a, a lot of stuff that's, you know, there there should be a budget for that, that they're having to get their hands in and, and manage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, a lot of that stuff is across the board. You know, producers being a therapist at times. Right. That's any genre. Sure. You know, that's stroking the artist's ego and in a good way, you know, like keeping it positive. You know, it can be... Obviously, music can be really emotional. You know, you're whether you're writing songs that come from a really personal personal place, and them needing to be vulnerable and getting vocals out and that kind of stuff. You have to be there for if they break down and cry and need you to cheer them back up. You sure. know, or whatever it is, it's uh, it's a lot of hats to wear. Also, for conversation's sake, I kind of wanted to point out some things that a producer doesn't necessarily have to be. A producer doesn't have to be a musician or an engineer. They might have done that or may be able to do some of that stuff, but not necessarily. There are producers that are strictly idea people and aren't necessarily hands-on when it comes to laying down parts or getting sounds like an engineer would, but do play a part in maybe like guitar tones and overall vibe and giving real good direction on where to go, but not actually playing music.
getting the best out of an artist is the key, right? Like you were saying, you need to know what they need in any given moment to get their best performance. They are hopefully great at what they do. Yeah. And you are trying to get them to achieve their peak at all times. So if a singer is given a performance that's, let's say, you know, maybe technically good, he hits the right notes or she hits the right notes, but it's a little lackluster, then they need, you know, a little kick in the rear to get going. Do they need to get out of their own heads? Do you need to be like, hey, man, you're awesome. Why are you thinking about this too much? Yeah. You know, let's just, let's nail it. You know, that I have done some fun projects with my wife, and I will tell you, she does not take criticism well. <laughs> <laughs> it affects our marriage. So, you know, in that situation, just back off a little bit. Back. Yeah. She doesn't like it when I hit the space bar to stop a recording. Mid-phrase? Yeah, because <laughs> I'll hit it kind of hard, in her, in her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of singers don't like that. Um, it it changes yeah. whether you're in the room with them or not. I do some recording where I feel like the artist has a better connection to the feedback that I'm giving them if they can see me and realize that it's coming from a place of concern, love, whatever, you know, that's a positive place yeah. versus whether they're in a room where maybe they don't get a great line of sight and they just hear, oh, let's do that again. Yeah. You know, they, they don't understand that, like, it was great. You can give them that positive body language feedback. In some cases, in others, you can't. And again, another thing of a, for a producer, it doesn't define a producer, but a good producer, in my opinion, is knowing, you know, being a male producer, there's a guy in there who we've got, we've gone out, we've hung out, we've had beers, you know, hanging out. I can tell him, oh, dude, that sucked, do it again, you right. know, and it's not going to hurt his feelings. Um, either someone I don't know, male or female, and they don't have that same, you don't have that same rapport, you're not going to do that. And you have to have that discernment and, you know, the hang factor of knowing how to talk to people to get the best things out of them. You just said a good producer. So let's let's get into that. <laughs> what are some helpful hints to be a good producer? Right, right there. Um, hang factor. It's kind of any – that's everything in the music industry in general as far as I'm concerned. There are great musicians that I – pretty much will not call because I have before and they didn't ruin a session, but they didn't make it better. You know, their playing might have, but just their attitude is just not right. It's a Debbie Downer. You know, you're, you're, you don't want to be that person. So know how to read people, hang, have a good time and, you know, make it a fun place to be. Music should be fun. I think knowing the song, like, inside and out is, yes. is probably a great place to start. If you're working with a band, that means going to rehearsals, catch a couple shows, you know, see them play it in a couple settings if you can. Yeah. If they have the budget, if you can talk them into it, maybe record a rehearsal. Get them into a studio and just have them play all their songs so you can break it down later, hear parts, how they're working together. Um, and there's There's nothing worse than thinking you've got a good handle on it, tracking drums and bass, something that you are you don't have the budget to go back and fix, and then uh, something doesn't work because you didn't pay attention to a detail somewhere. Can I piggyback on that Absolutely. one? Absolutely. Um, knowing by doing all that, you're going to know their ability. Right. I get that a lot with singers. You end up, the first time you've ever heard them singing is in the vocal booth, and I'm thinking, man, that sounds great. And then... They're like, man, I, I think I can do one more. Okay, 
cool, try it again. And then they come out and just do this amazing thing and they have this whole other level that you didn't even know about because, you know, whatever it was, you know, there's always different scenarios of why, you know, you can't go to a rehearsal or, sure. or you know, in my case, sometimes go and see them at a writer's round or something. Do your homework a little bit here. Even previous recordings don't necessarily do that because maybe they didn't have a good producer or they've just gotten a lot better, whatever it is. Knowing the artist, the band, whoever it is, their ability and how much, because then you know how much you can push them to get greatness. And I think that's really important. Go into a show to hear that is a good place for it. Like you said, you can't always do it, but I, in, in the rock world that, I, that I'm in a lot, there's just an undefinable energy sometimes that comes from a live performance. And and that's a lot of time. I mean, even if you're not trying to make a record that sounds like a live record or whatever, you want to capture the energy of that band. But if you've never seen a show, you may think that they're, like you said, the, their vocal in the booth is the best they can give you. And one more thing there, don't be afraid to just get creative. You hear crazy stories about these producers, really well-known producers that make hit records, either shooting pianos with shotguns or recording vocals in the front seat of someone's car because that's where they feel most comfortable for that specific song. Go outside and do something. Um, do anything to, to create a right vibe. And just, just don't be afraid to be creative. Don't be confined by any preconceived notions you have of how music should be recorded or what it should be. And just go nuts. Have fun. Kind of on the flip side of this, what would you say a few things are to avoid? As a producer? Yes. Or, you know, just a person in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of it does just translate to that, you know. For me, the number one biggest thing would be recording bad songs. You just, you can't overcome that. You know, maybe a great singer could convince you that this song isn't, you know, with an amazing vocal or whatever it is. But why not start with something amazing, you know? You can you can record a bad song well, but it's still... It's not going to be a good song. Yeah, there's number ones and hits that are bad songs, but they sound really catchy and stuff. So they kind of come across okay. But, you know, especially in this industry now, it's all about singles and, you know, what what you're doing right now. And so if you're not recording, quote unquote, hit songs or just great songs that hopefully can be hits or successful or whatever it is. I think... In the world that I work in, one of the worst things you can do is to get married to your first perception of a of a band, or, or you know, let, let's say it's you you go to their rehearsal or their show, and and a song strikes you, and you're like, man, that sounds like, I don't know, whatever band you like, and then every song you listen to after that, you listen to it through the lens of, or filter of how how can I make it sound like that band? Right. Yeah. They they may not want to sound like that band. They may not <laughs> be good at sounding like that band. Right. Before, Only you think that they sound like that. <laughs> right. Nobody that else song. thought that. Right. Um, it might have been like a three note vocal passage <laughs> that triggered that in your brain or whatever. <laughs> Nothing else about it sounds the same. Right. So, you know, really keep in mind that everybody, you know, hopefully that you you choose to work with has something they do really well. And instead of trying to think about, 
you know, how can I make this band into something else? You should be thinking about how can I take the things they do really well and accentuate them? What, what, is, what is it I like about this band and how do I want to show everybody else the same thing so they'll get the same impression? Right, like would you say turn up the good things <laughs> right? turn down the bad things? Yeah, all the way down. Awesome, yeah, that's important. So I wanted to give a little thing specifically for artists is kind of how to pick a producer and things to look for, good and bad, you know, warning signs or, you know, stuff that might tell you that this is a great choice for you. Producers that make huge promises right off the bat, probably a warning sign. Uh, just an artist told me the other day, he moved, you know, it was quite a few years ago, um, he moved to Nashville and this producer, first thing he told him said, Garth Brooks is going to be kissing your ass by the time I'm done with you. <laughs> and uh, Was he right? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, he wasn't able to come through on any of his promises and charge the guy way too much money and basically just ripped him off. Um, but that's a great sign of someone not to work with, someone that comes in saying, I can do this, 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 and this, and this. We've talked a lot about the hang factor and the – easiest way to figure out if your producer is going to be a good hang is to hang out with them. Yeah. That, <laughs> Invite them helpful. to dinner, you know, figure out if you're going to mesh with their personality. Yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of time together and you need to feel comfortable. Absolutely. Being, or just being around the person. You're going to be most likely in somewhat confined areas for quite a few hours of just hanging and again, being vulnerable in front of this person. Sure giving your absolute best performance you've ever given, you got to feel comfortable. You absolutely have to. How do they come across when you're, when you're talking to them? If they come across as a jerk when you're just talking, just normal if they're dogging other artists or genres of music or whatever, probably going to be a jerk to you yeah. <laughs> later. And then maybe talk about you that way. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just the same as anything. With a, Would you hang out with this person? No. Why would you want to make a record with them? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make up for it. Good things to look for would be people that are honest, that can tell you maybe strengths and weaknesses, what they can and can't do. Um, I try and do that with people, make sure their expectations aren't too high as far as what I can do playing-wise and what I can do connections-wise, and um, but then being very confident in that I can deliver great music and that I really believe in them. I think that's the most important thing is that I'm not happy until you're happy. There's only one, I, I tell artists a lot of times, there's only one name on the front of that CD or on the front of that record or on, on the Spotify right. artwork. Let's just say on your album artwork. And that's your name, the band name, the artist name. It doesn't say Eric Torres on there. I'm not making an Eric Torres record. We are making a whoever you are record, and that's what matters. I would say picking a guy or girl who has uh, a clear, I don't want to say vision, but you know, their pitch to you makes sense. They, they lay out, um, you know, this is the way I record music. We're going to go through it. We're going to start here. We're going to end here. This is what I hear from your music that I like. This is what I hear that I want to accentuate. Somebody that can articulate where they want to take you. Right. Instead of, like you said, empty promises or all that stuff. You know, if, if they're specific, they've got an idea what's going on. I would also say listen to what they've done before. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that probably a, a pretty good indication too. Yeah. Well, and that, so like John was just saying, 
the way that they see your recording going. If you don't want to record together as a band, you know, if you want to piece stuff together, do more of a pop thing, and that's not what this producer is known for, they might have great music and get great product with other bands. That might not mean they're the best producer for you. Sure. You know, your, your styles have to mesh. Your process has to mesh. Sometimes it's good to change it up. You might think you're real comfortable tracking as a band, but maybe your best product might come from piecing it up together and paying more attention, being more meticulous and this and that. That's why it's good to talk and hang out with them because you may, there may be a producer that's an awesome country producer or an awesome hip hop producer. Um, and somebody recommends them to you, but you're a rock band, and so you think, I don't, I'm, I don't want to record a country record. Right. But maybe that guy has some rock stuff that he's done on his own. Enter Rick Rubin, <laughs> who can produce right. anything. Yeah, a, a lot of the <laughs> qualities of a producer carry across yep. you know, genres, and just because they haven't done a rock record doesn't mean they're not a fan. Right. You know, and maybe they've been waiting for a chance to record a rock record, and y'all can go on a journey together. Absolutely. So wrapping up, looking back on what we've talked about, a producer is about 50 things, maybe 150 things. But the bottom line is it comes down to the music, and that's the most important thing, making great music, helping an artist, a band, whatever it is, helping that music become its best possible self. I think that's well said, Eric. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Turn Up, Turn Down. Right on. Uh, podcast number one in the books. Subscribe. Like it, share it, talk about it, hit us up. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.